Okay, can you say something? Yep, I can say something. Hey, uh, hey, do you, uh... <laughs> we're, we're good. <laughs> okay, we're good. Do you, uh, do you know the song by the Shuffle Demons, The Spadina Bus? <laughs> Obviously not. The Shuffle Demons. Obviously not. What? <laughs> no. What, who the fuck are the Shuffle Demons? Uh, it's just like this Toronto, like, weird, like, joke, like, half-joke band, I guess. Like, I don't okay. know. It's like there's this video a really bad quality video of them like on Spadina Street just like with their saxophones and stuff and being like Spadina bus <laughs> I, I don't know I was just I just was reminded of it this morning and I was looking at it again I thought this was going somewhere <laughs> well well okay wait uh, this actually has nothing to do with what we're talking about today but like um, I was thinking about, I was listening to Warren Zevon last night because I yeah. love Warren Zevon. Sure. And then th- thinking about Warren Zevon brought me into thinking about Randy Newman, right? Makes okay. sense. Yeah, of course. Obviously. <laughs> and then from Randy Newman, I was thinking about what? Uh, when I was in Los Angeles and I went to a Dodgers game. And did you know that at the end of every Dodgers game, they play the Randy Newman song, I Love L.A.? I did know that. And it's really weird because everyone's like singing along and you're like, what kind of a weird cult is this? Like sure. everyone knows this fucking song. And so I was like, what song would they play um, at like uh, Toronto Blue Jays games? And oh, I was obviously like, the, the Shuffle Demon Spadina Bus? Yes, Spadina Bus for sure. And okay. everyone would sing along. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've never heard that song. I'm sure at some, I've probably already put it in now that I'm future yeah. editing Alex. Yeah. Um, guess what? What? Coming to you live from Alex Curry's Kitchen Counter, home of the Soft Shoulder Podcast with Stacey and Alex, in association, presented by, but not affiliated, with Bad Boy Records Incorporated. Your source for facts, both new and old, it's Mace News. In 1996... <gasps> Mace's sister, Stason. Stason. Wait, Stason? Stason. Spell it for me. S-T-A-S-O-N. Stason. Yeah. Stason. Yeah. She introduced him. I'm going to go by Stason from now on. Why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. Stason Spruel. <laughs> uh, she introduced him to Kada Love. What? And you might wonder who Kada Love is. Oh, I didn't realize that was a person. I thought it was a type of music. <laughs> Kada Love was a road manager for Biggie Smalls. Oh, I know him. Yeah, yeah, you've Not heard of personally, him. Not personally, but... <laughs> well, I mean, we can't all know Biggie Smalls personally. Uh, so Cutta took 20-year-old Mace to Hotlanta, uh-huh. and he went to a rap convention. <laughs> There's a rap convention? I guess so. Does it still happen? Uh, I have go? no idea. I would definitely go in a second, <laughs> especially if people like Jermaine Dupree... Don't know who that is. What? Yeah. Really? Of know. No Limit Records? He like, was the person no, who brought the world. No limits. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, no, no that's Master <laughs> P. Sorry, no. Jermaine Dupree. Uh-oh. Oh, shit, I fucked up. Oh, you don't even know who I he is. I did fuck up. <laughs> well, I know that Master P wrote the song, Bowed It, where he says he's bowdy, bowdy. Master P, you know I'm bowdy, bowdy, the whole new world 
Them motherfuckers are body body. Baton Rouge, you know they body body. Tennessee, Tennessee, you know they body body. Alabama. Uh-huh. Anyways, good song. But uh, <laughs> Jermaine Dupree, who was once at one point married to Janet Jackson. Okay. Uh, he brought the world uh, crisscross. Oh, yes. And Gonna jump, make jump. you jump, jump. Exactly. <laughs> and miss the bus. Do I the Spadina bus. <laughs> it's, it's all coming together. Oh, my God. Can someone do a mashup of I miss the bus by crisscross and the Spadina bus by the shuffle demons? Please. <laughs> Future Alex editing. You'll, you'll see. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, who else was there but Puff Daddy, Sean Puff Daddy Combs. Yep. Um, so basically Mace met Puff Daddy at, uh, Hard Rock Cafe and just rapped for him. Oh my God. That's their meet cute. Adorable. Exactly. At the Hard Rock. And I said it like cafe, the Hard Rock Cafe. Cafe. (laughs) (laughs) The fancy Hard Rock. Yeah. Uh, and right off the bat, he was given a $250,000 record deal to sign with Bad Boy Records. Wow. Yeah. I guess um, that's how it happened in those days. They were like, you're hired. Yeah. I saw you at the rap convention. <laughs> yeah. The rap convention. And the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come to the cafe with me and rap for me. <laughs> so um, at this point, Puff said, like, you need to change your name from Murder Mace to just Mace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's to be more marketable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Puff did exactly the right thing and just started throwing them on a bunch of... Um, Bad Boy Records releases. Yeah. So he was on like um, 112's Only You. Do you know 112? No. They were like the R&B group that sang in the back of all the Bad Boy stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like like I'll Be Missing You Yeah. was like 112 and I think Mary J. Blige. Yeah. Mary J. Blige is on that song. Yeah. So and then the his big break, Mace, Murder Mace, now Mace, his uh-huh. big break uh, was when he was put on Mo Money, Mo Problems. But. Right. Now, who shot, who not? Tell me who rock, who sell out in the stores? You tell me who flop, who cop the blue drop, who jewels got blocked, who mostly go get down to the blue drop. The same old pimp, Mace, you know ain't nothing changed but my limp. Can't stop till I see my name on the blimp. Guarantee me. Yeah. Um, that's it for Mace News. Oh, wow. Yeah. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, it's my turn to it tell is your you turn. about something today. Welcome back to the Soft Shoulder Podcast. Welcome back. Uh, I'm Alex Dreamboat Alex <laughs> Curry. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I, I'm, I thought of a bunch of them, but I don't like any of them, so I'm not going to do any of them. What about... Uh... Oh, I was gonna. No, I'll ruin it. No, I can't sing it. I can't sing. I can't. I cannot sing. You mean crazy on you? I was gonna say, stay, this is true. So, uh, so yeah, today we're doing heart. We're talking about heart. Talking heart. Talking baby. heart. Talking heart. Not talking lungs. Not nope. talking spleen. No, nope. talking heart. Heart. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so. Heart started in Seattle in 1967. True. Uh, I'm going to, I like got really lazy with some of my research here. Love it. So I think I started out telling you who's in the band at a certain point. I don't care who's in the band anymore. No, no, that, that, that there's a lot of members in and out. Yeah. The, yeah. the like, it started with bassist Steve Fawson, who formed the band as the Army. Yep. Along with Roger Fisher on guitar, uh, Don Willem on guitar, keyboards and lead vocals, and Ray Schaefer on drums. Then in 
nine, uh, the band went through lineup changes. Who cares? Some other sure. people joined the band. People came. Um, and they took on a new name, Hocus Pocus. Which I love. I know. I love that name. I love it too. I like it better than Heart. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, and then they changed their name to White Heart. Which is a bad name. Which is a really bad name. Yeah. Um, but you know what that's a reference to? No. Um, so it's a reference to Arthur C. Clarke's Tales from the White Heart. Oh, yeah, of course. Obviously. Do it's you know, also obvious now. Do you know Arthur C. Clarke? No. I don't know anything. <laughs> hi i'm alex curry it's my first day on earth yeah exactly we were, were discovering in season two that if it doesn't have to do with horrible b movies or the crow then i don't i don't <laughs> yeah, know it's it. not crow adjacent yeah, for sure actually there's some stuff in heart that's not specifically the crow but there is a crow adjacentness okay Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get sure, to it later. Sure. I, I can't wait to find that out. <laughs> um, <gasps> what? Hold on. Oh my god. Hold what? on. Oh god. What? Hold the fucking phone. <laughs> I <laughs> record scratch. <laughs> There's two dogs in pants. <gasps> oh shit! We <laughs> forgot to talk about it. <laughs> There's two of them. Oh my god. They multiply. Oh my god. I can't even believe it. Like this is this is a really important breaking news. i was at work one day and i would just looked out the window when nothing was happening and i see the dog with pants and then almost like rubbing my eyes i'm like wait a second there's two of them there's another dog and the second one is very very floofy yeah right and at this same time i got a text (laughs) from my friend who said I, I have to tell you, there's two dogs in pants. And I was like, holy shit, I have to tell Stacy. This is amazing. So I immediately text Stacy, and Stacy's like, I'm about to blow your fucking mind. <laughs> Sends me back a picture, two dogs in pants. Yep. So, um, yeah, we're... I, I, uh, me and I, my coworker were just standing at the door of the shop just screaming. Yeah, in awe. <laughs> like, I, I need to find these dogs. I know. Yeah. I I've think- seen the the one dog in pants who's not wearing pants anymore. Well, it's if it's nice out, the dog doesn't wear pants. The yeah. pants are to protect its beautiful, fluffy underbits. Yeah, because you don't want to be cleaning a white dog all the time. No. I think that's it. Also, I found out from my sister, <gasps> apparently somebody talked to the woman who owns the dog in pants. I still don't know their name. Oh, my God. But apparently the pants are very expensive. Oh, I bet. Like something like... like, like <laughs> Like over two grand expense. Oh my god! Like that dog is wearing designer pants. <laughs> wow! Right. So my um, goal for this year, for this season of this podcast, is just to find out the names of the dogs who wear pants. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been looking. Maybe we should take, we should start like taking guesses. If anyone has any guesses, <laughs> sure. Okay, hold on. Let's just. Yeah, I would love if you have any guesses. Just you know, just throw them up on our Instagram somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, you and I have to take a guess weekly. Okay. Okay. okay so I'm gonna get, and it's just the one. Just, or should we do both? No, you got to name them both. You got to choose two names. Okay, I'm going for Rocket and. See, it's so hard because, like, I would just name that dog, like, Fluffy Pants. <laughs> but uh, Rocket and Isabel. Okay. Okay. I, you know I love a dog with a regular normal person's name. Sure. So I'm going to go with Scott and Jimmy. Scott! <laughs> 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 okay. I once met a dog or saw a dog from afar that was, like, a fancy standard poodle with like a very fancy haircut that looked like Mozart and 
and his name was Jimmy. Amazing. And I just, I couldn't. Jimmy. I would definitely just call that dog James. (laughs) Hello, James. James. James, how are you? Okay, Okay, anyways. uh, Back to heart. Yeah, I had to. I had to tell okay. that. that was very important. Need a second there. Oh yeah, boy, I know, I'm sweating. It's a lot going on this week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. So. Okay. Arthur C. Clarke is actually who I was talking about. Sure. Um. He wrote uh, the screenplay or co-wrote the screenplay for um, 2001. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Space yeah. Odyssey. Yeah. I, the name is familiar. Yeah. He's like a really famous science fiction author. Sure. And so I made a game Yay! for you. <laughs> okay. I love it. So I have um, a list of Arthur C. Clarke novel titles. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> you have to guess which one isn't. I got this. Okay. Easily. Okay. These are good. These yeah, are really good. Let's do this. All right. I'll name them all and you tell me which ones. How many not. is there all together? I think it's 10. Okay. Okay. Prelude to Space. The Fountains of Paradise. A Fall of Moon Dust. Islands in the Sky. Whoa. Earthlight. Whoa. The Waters of Venus. The Ghosts from the Grand Banks. <laughs> My nickname in high school. Yeah. Dolphin Island, a story of the people of the sea. Whoa. The Sands of Mars. And the Hammer of God. I'm going for the Sands of Mars. No! Damn it. It wasn't that dolphin one, was it? No, it wasn't. I was about to like, like make sure that you were okay if you came yeah. up with that one. I'm writing a new novel. It's called Dolphin Island. Um, no, it's The Waters of Venus. Damn. Yeah, oh, although I, I was planetary at least. Yeah, it's true. Okay. <laughs> All right. So in 1971, Whiteheart consisted of Steve Fawson, Roger Fisher, David Belzer, and Jeff Johnson. Who cares? Um, Then they just, like, they dropped the white, and they were like, okay, we'll just be heart. I guess that's fine. Um, And that's around 1973, and that's when Ann Wilson joins the band. Nice. Who is our beautiful vocalist that we know. God, she has such a powerful voice. Like, the craziest, most beautiful voice. Yeah, especially, like, like young Ann Wilson. Oh, yeah. And you're like, holy smokes. But, like, persists, actually. Like, if you hear, like, a current recording of heart and like a 1970s recording of heart like girl took her she took blah, she took care of her vocals she 100 percent did you know? have you heard the live uh dreamboat annie that came out in like i think it was like maybe 2010 oh no it's really good oh yeah or maybe it might might have been whatever year it was, it was yeah many years afterwards yeah Um, so there's this important part of the story, which is like Mike Fisher, who's Roger's brother was said to be like drafted into the army. Yep. Um, so like so many people that lived in like the Pacific Northwest at the time, uh, dodged the draft by moving to Vancouver. Yep. Because Seattle and Vancouver are like three hours away. Yep. Um, he came back over the border at some point to go to a White Heart show, and that's when he, like, fell madly in love with Anne. Okay, yeah, because his brother was in the band, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. And then at some point, he joins the band as well, but I'm not clear on when that happens. So there's there's 
uh, a point in Hart's history where it's like two brothers and two sisters. Yeah, yeah. Who are dating each other. Yep. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Anne decided to follow Mac. Well, I can't talk today. I don't know what's wrong with me. Because <laughs> the dog and pants is all flustered. I'm just like, oh, oh God. <laughs> the talk with pants. Oh. Mace news. <laughs> okay, so Anne decided to follow Mike back to Canada. And then Steve Boston also decided to move to Canada. Okay. So they all kind of like slowly moved to Vancouver yep. to be with like Anne and Mike and like sort of like reform the band in Vancouver. Okay. Um, and then Anne's sister, Nancy Wilson, joins the band in 1974. And soon after that becomes romantically involved with Roger Fisher. So then, then we have our two sisters, two brothers. Yeah. Thang. Yeah. Thang happening. Um, Was that their first album? Was she, she was in the band for their first record. Yeah, or, yeah. Or at least the first, uh, like, Heart with the Wilson Sisters record. Yeah, 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 which would be the Dreamboat Annie. Yeah. So that's um, uh, their first album that they recorded with producer Mike Flicker. Okay. Um, and he produced their first five albums. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He actually, um, we're going to get into some, like, pretty cool Canadian connections here, I suppose, or get to talk about CanCon shit that we love to talk about. Love it. My favorite. Uh, Flickr also produced Paco, Al oh. Stewart. Whoa. Fucking love Al yeah, Stewart. Yeah, you're the cat. Great. Love it. In the air of the cat. Uh, Randy Meisner. Don't know. What's... Every time I bring up Randy Meisner, it's like you you're, you have had your brain erased. He's one of the founding members of the Eagles. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> that Randy Meisner. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nantucket. Do you know a band called Nantucket? I, I was going to make a really bad joke, but no, I don't. <laughs> I don't know the band Nantucket. <laughs> they, um, I listened to like approximately five seconds of it, and I was just like, oh, this is just a New England version of... Um, Molly Hatchet. So I was like, I, I don't get need down it. with a New England version <laughs> of Molly Hatchet. Their album covers are all these like it's like a like um, cartoon like anthropomorphic lobster. Like there's one where it's what? like, like, like the bottom half human, like wearing pants and like platform shoes. And then the top half is lobster. What? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Like, I feel like for album art alone, it's, it's in your wheelhouse. That's a, oh, dude, I have like, again, my dumbass tattoos. I have a lobster with yeah, lady man. legs tattooed yeah, on Yeah, that's your, like, that's ripped straight from a Nantucket album cover. So you're telling me that Nantucket is a basically molly hatchet but they sing about like lobsters clams and like cinnamon beer <laughs> i don't think they sing about those things but they've got a new england influence i guess <laughs> have you ever seen that snl skit with uh the first time the blue jean committee ever debuted i don't think so oh it's so good it's like fred <laughs> armison singing and it's just them talking about like very specific new england things and it's <laughs> so funny and it's it's total yacht rock i'll throw some in it's it's so good Thanks, everybody. We're the Blue Jean Committee. I am JC. And I am Marshall Haynes. I'm Little Andrew. And I'm Lee. We come from a little place called Northampton, Massachusetts. You guys heard of it? I think you have. Yeah? Good. 
Let me ask you a question. Do you ever have one of those afternoons that you wish would never end? What I'd like to do right now is uh, paint you a little picture of what that's like. Never seen so much chivalry, one broke-ass Northampton city kid. And I'm talking about Massachusetts afternoon. Hanging out on the porch. Drinking cinnamon beer with you. All right, Massachusetts afternoon. Uh, so anyways, yeah, Nantucket was one of them. Whatever, Nantucket, sure. weird. Uh, Wendy Waldman, which I didn't bother looking up. Sorry, Wendy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Trooper. Trooper. So Flickr also produced Trooper. Damn, okay. And I have actually, you know, looking at the word Trooper, I was like, shit, we need to do another bracket competition. I think we should do Trooper versus April Wine. Oh, that's a really good idea. Right? Yeah, I'm into that. Uh... Who do you? I want April Wine. Oh, damn. I wanted April Wine. <laughs> we'll, uh, we could roll. We'll roll a dice. Yeah, we can roll a dice for yeah, it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> okay. Um, so. Actually, the... no. Fuck it. I'll take Trooper. Oh, yeah. okay. I'll take wow. Trooper. Upset of the century. Done. Um, so in 1975, Hart records Dreamboat Annie in Vancouver with Mike Flicker producing it. Um, Flicker received the Canadian Juno Award for Producer of the Year Ooh. for the production on Dreamboat Annie. Ooh. So we got a real Juno winner on wow, our hands okay. here, people. Damn, more Juno. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> um, so Mushroom Studios, uh, which was the the Vancouver-based studio where they recorded it, um, yep. also had Mushroom Records, so that was their label for a bit. Mushroom Records also released Doucette. What's Doucette? Oh my God! Don't remember Jerry Doucette? No. Wow! Who's you really... Jerry Doucette? Oh, he's like a um, like a, another CanCon. Like you've heard this song. What's the song? It's like. Mama, let that boy play some rock and roll. Oh, yeah. Jazz is yeah. much too crazy. He can play it when he's old. <laughs> what a line. <laughs> Jazz is much too crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's them? Let him play that rock and roll. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, do set. Yeah. Okay, cool. I had no idea. Uh, and then Mushroom Records also released... Chilliwack. Oh. Got the word on the grapevine. Spread it all around the world. Sooner or later I know we're going to get up. Talking about my girl. Chilliwack. Fucking Chilliwack rules. Yeah, Chilliwack is amazing. <laughs> uh, okay. Cool. Uh, Mushroom also had a short-lived subsidiary, um, Chanterelle Records, which I no love. No way. Yeah, yeah. That's Isn't that amazing. cute? <laughs> um, and they released record. They released a record by this disco musician, Jim Grady. Okay. Um, which is called Touch Dancing. <laughs> Touch Dancing. You should insert some of that in here. It's... That's going to be the only time in my life when somebody says to me that I should insert some touch dance. Yeah, you're going to need to insert touch dancing in here. That's 
Okay. Um, also, if anyone wants to look up the like YouTube video of touch dancing on on YouTube and just scroll through the comments, they're wild ride. <laughs> oh, sweet. Okay, yeah. I'm down for a wild ride comment section. <laughs> All right, Alex here. I'm uh, on the Jim O'Grady touch dancing uh, YouTube, and I'm here for the comments. First up, we have Earl Earl Duchesne. Earl says, "So obscure, so much fun." I wonder if anybody remembers this from the clubs. Barry Lederer did a write-up in Billboard. His write-up was, New York. Jim Grady made inroads in disco with touch dancing. I got what I came for. Both these releases will be part of his upcoming album on Chanterelle. However, the label is holding off on a release date, presumably waiting to do the remix of the above-mentioned cuts. It's also holding in abeyance the much that the much-anticipated cut between Love and a Hard Place running over nine minutes. This tune is a classic in arrangement and orchestration, providing the listener with nonstop excitement from beginning to end. Grady, besides doing the lyrics, is also responsible for the tone of the instrumentation. In spite of all, in spite of the good review, from what I can tell, Grady failed to chart on all Billboard's disco action chart with any of those. So, that was five years ago. Four years ago, Titanium Countess replies, Earl, the album was a complete flop from everything I've been able to discern. The problem with 1979 was that the market was oversaturated with great material, and tracks that would have been a commercial success in 1978 or earlier were crowded out of the marketplace. If you look at the charts, it's generally dominated by previously established artists for most of 1979, with some exceptions. The exceptions are the ones who are backed by the big labels that have just promotion budgets. <laughs> Sounds to me like you're also a bit of a historian on this stuff. I'd like to compare notes. If you're game, you'll find my email address on my profile in the For Business Inquiries section. And then we have three years ago, two years after the original comment, we have Grady O'Grady. <clears throat> so nice to hear this cleaned up. I wrote and sang this song. I must disagree that I, Grady, failed. Good music is forever. I had a vision, and thanks to those like Studio Disco Funk, it will live on. If anyone failed, it was the record company when they with the death of its head, Shelley. They never recovered, but took the funds, or so I'm told, which would have gone into my next album. And well, it's too sad to say this day and age of unprovable lies is the new truth. It disappeared in smelling salts and smoke. I had written a middle section of mad pianos going crazy, which took weeks to write, but it too, like so many we loved during those entrance of the AIDS times, seemed to have also disappeared. Great rearrangement, guys. Thanks so much. You've made my 70-year-old heart feel loved again. XOX. G. What? Um, so, yeah, that's our Canadian connection here. Cool. We okay. That's a lot of, a lot of CanCon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. They're, love like, it. totally intertwined with this, like, um, yeah, Canadian content stuff. So which, which Canada will do at any opportunity we will glom on to a band and be oh, like yeah. oh just, just remember guys heart vancouver connection like they're basically canadian yeah, yeah. we're like the, raised. the band is a canadian band exactly people. a canadian staple <laughs> yeah like it's like there's tim hortons and there's heart yeah you know what i mean like... <laughs> so yeah mike derosier eventually joined the uh, heart as a full-time drummer yep uh dreamboat annie sold uh, 30,000 copies in Canada within the first few months of its release. Yep. Um, and then Montreal Radio was playing them a lot, so they actually got asked to open for, for Rod Stewart at the Montreal Forum. Yeah, that was like their, their huge break. Yeah, totally. Yeah. They were like, all right, let's go to Montreal. Yeah, and I was watching, when I was watching the Behind the Music, they were saying that like they were really surprised when they got to Montreal that like 
people already knew all the songs yeah and they like knew the words and like and at that point magic man was really taken off too yeah so the magic man um which is like such a jam no it's amazing Track one, uh-huh. album one, yeah, Magic Man, yeah, like that was when I was like, yeah, hard forced to be reckoned with. Yeah, they're yeah. just like you, just you get that like combination of like Nancy's like searing guitar solo within like Anne's like incredible voice, and you're like, I'm sold, I'm into sure. it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing. The video for that's insane too. I love. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, the and of course the Magic Man that they're referring to is actually Mike Fisher, so it's like written about him. Yeah, they were comparing the way that Mike Fisher, uh, like, operated there because he kind of took on a, um, at this point, he was taking on, like, more of a manager type of scenario. Yeah. And they were comparing uh, him to, um, oh, my God, what's his name? Do in uh, Coal Miner's Daughter. Oh. Like, they, he would just, like, like take them and take them to record label or stations and just be like, you need to play this. And they'd be like, I guess so. Like, uh-huh. Let's do this. And they were just like, every, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they, they had a huge admiration for him, like, not only with... Uh, Anne was in the relationship with him, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Yeah. Anne. So not only that, but also in like like a working like a business relationship as well. They really looked up to him. Yeah, totally. Um, so then then comes the trouble. Uh, in 1979, unbeknownst to the group, Mushroom Records ran this like full page advertisement with, and this is the like famous heart story, which is like we got to talk about it. It's dumb. It's annoying. It's stupid. It's like it, it like feeds into this like mythology of the band, but um, it was in it was an ad in Rolling Stone magazine, which was actually the same one that they were on the cover of. Oh, I didn't know they were on the cover. Yeah, they're okay. on the cover of it, sure. and so it's just showing them like bare shouldered um, with the caption. It was only our first time. Yeah, but with like, like no no other like, no other information, nothing. And like, yeah, and it, that was a fo- that photo was actually an, an outtake photo that yeah, didn't even from, know was taken from the Dreamboat Annie. Yeah, because it's yeah. very similar to the Dreamboat Annie cover, but it's like it's slightly different. Obviously. Yeah, they were just playing around and like put their sh- shirts down a bit to show their shoulders. Yeah, but you know, if you shoot that, you know, collarbone up, then yeah. that's two naked ladies. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously, this was just like their, like their like mushroom was trying to sort of like do this like sketchy PR thing and sort of just like I don't know drum up controversy or like try and get no there's no better way to sell records than put some sort of weird controversy in which is so fucked up like it's like I don't know I think this whole thing is kind of wild um and it's also like you know there's so many layers of it too where you're just sort of like uh like their sisters like it just like I feel like it just gets into like casting a net for like gross people oh 100 you know <laughs> yeah no for <laughs> like, sure like remember like uh um oh my god what was that band uh tattoo Remember tattoo? Yeah. Same type of deal. Yeah. It's just like, it was like, oh my God, like their music, but they're lesbians. You and know what I mean? Like, it was like. In this day and age, people are like, okay, so? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I remember when that came out, that was a 
big fucking it deal. Was, and think yeah. about like how much of a deal this would be in what late seventies. Yeah. yeah. So I and, don't know. We, hopefully we've come a long way, but in some ways we haven't. <laughs> in a lot of ways we haven't. <laughs> um, but it, there was an interview in Rolling Stone about this where, where they actually talked about this was like the key reason for leaving Mushroom Records. They basically like peaced out on Mushroom and were like, fuck you guys. Like, yeah. Like almost immediately broke their contract. Yeah. And signed with portrait. Um, and then like Mushroom went ahead and like released the unfinished second album magazine without their consent. So like kind of continued in this, which is like, you know, legally they they were entitled to it, but also like not. It's in this like weird area. It wasn't even not finished. Like they were only like four songs and a couple weeks into it. Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. They it spent a year rough. recording Dreamboat Annie and they were like just starting on magazine and Mushroom's like, well, we own that. So uh, let's put it out. Yeah. Yeah. So like uh they they released then like Little Queen, uh, which was their first release on Portrait. Yeah. Uh it came out a month later. They took Mushroom to court, uh and they had already sold like fifty thousand copies of magazine. Um they were forced to recall the album. So Oh wow, okay. Um Mushroom had to recall the album. So then they had to, like, Hart had to finish it properly, and then they re-released Magazine in 1978. Okay, okay. Which is really weird. But yeah, But I yeah. think there's also, like, this thing around, like, it, like Mushroom suffered, like, financial problems, obviously, from this. Sure. Um, and it resulted in lack of promotion for, like, other artists on the label. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then uh, the the person at the head Shelly Siegel she um died unexpectedly from an aneurysm in 1979 oh wow which okay. is kind of crazy too the effects of stress yeah and then Mushroom Records filed for bankruptcy but like the only other act on Mushroom to um have success after the collapse of the label was mm-hmm. Chilliwack yay actually. of course it was Chilliwack yeah Chilliwack could have success even if they weren't on a label yeah <laughs> so fine. in 1980 they were in the studio recording tracks for a fourth Mushroom album and they were kicked out and told, like, the label had gone under. They were basically like, get oh, out of here, guys. Okay. Because um, it worked in their favor. They signed with the Toronto-based label Solid Gold Records um, and okay. released their ninth album, Want to Be a Star, which gave them the biggest hit of their career with the single. Do you know which one it is? Oh, uh, I'm going to say Gone So Long? Yeah, My Girl. My girl, sorry. Yeah. My girl. Knows the world to me. Such a good song. I, it's I, also like it's like one of those songs, like every single wing song, where it's like five songs in one. It's like starts in a completely different place. Like oh, you yeah. have no idea where it's going. And there's like runs in that song. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, I love that song. That song is wacky when you hear it on the radio. You're just my like, oh my girl. god. <laughs> and then he also goes, my girl. Like it's so low. I love it. Yeah. That dude's got a good voice, too, eh? He's got a great voice. Don't know his name, but he's got a great voice. Mr. Chilliwack. Mr. Chilliwack. <laughs> um, okay, I lost where I was in my notes here. We were talking about Mushroom just released uh, okay. Chilliwack. Gone, 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 gone so long. She's been gone, gone, gone. Okay, all right. Um, so Little Queen was a hit for such, Heart. Such a good song. Featured the hit Barracuda. Barracuda. Sure. Uh, Because it like continued on that sort of like obviously 
anger that they felt around the like inappropriateness of that ad that had been placed because it's just sort of like yeah like the song was written by Anne after she'd been approached by somebody who was like a journalist who like insinuated once again that she was like a lover with her sister yeah, yeah. so she just like you know did a like <laughs> like high-pitched like banshee scream i'm sure and then just like went upstairs and was like fuck you yeah apparently it got written like right away like the barracuda is just like they they originally i guess the idea was like to call like the sharks of the industry but they didn't want it used like such a cliche thing so yeah yeah also in that song where they keep referring to the porpoise yeah the porpoise and me apparently that was a nickname for that they had for each other you see they used to call each other porpoise which apparently came from like i'm the walrus somehow like, it was like they would they would call each other, like, like you know, oh. like, you're the walrus, and then they're like, oh, eventually it became like, you're the porpoise. It was like just a thing between two sisters. Um, do you know the the monkey song, The Porpoise? The song from Head? Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the porpoise is laughing. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye. Such a good song. <laughs> I love that movie. That movie's insane. <laughs> that part where they're like dandruff dandruff and they're all just pretending to be dandruff have you have you seen the movie i can't watch the whole thing i what directed by jack nicholson at the height of cocaine jack nicholson yeah that i'm jack nicholson i'm a busy woman with things to do oh you're not watching <laughs> movies like head the crow four or baby ghost <laughs> no sure fine no i'm not <laughs> yeah in uh in late 1978 the double platinum album dog and butterfly yep. was released um I guess it didn't, like, none of their albums, like, early albums really did that crazy at the time, but I feel like they've all, like, done well afterwards. Sure, but, like, I listened to Dog and Butterfly, and, like, there's not a single on that record. Like, no, what? it's pretty, like, it's it's much more, like, folky, I think, than Yeah, well, other. they said they wanted to try something different. They wanted to, like, spread their wings a little bit and, like, to yeah. be a little bit more, like, melodic and harmonic, but it's, like, I listened to it, and I was, like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, like... like the song Dog and Butterfly is probably like one of the weirdest songs. Then the old man's Yeah, it's got beautiful guitar in it. It's though. very Holy beautiful, songs. but I just like there's something about it that kind of bugs me. Like it's just like it's not quite right. There's something not quite right. No, about I didn't it. enjoy it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I didn't really like the record, except for one song, which I'll get into later. Oh. Yeah, it might be on my top five. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, so in 1979, um, <laughs> I wrote the Anne and Mike broke up. The Anne. The Anne. Sure, the Anne. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess uh, you know, as as is uh, commonly happens, infidelities came into their relationship, um, and then Roger and Nancy broke up shortly after that. Um, Roger was actually voted out of the band after being super aggro on stage and smashing his guitar, but not in a cool way. You know. No, I saw that, and they had a, they had a really weird name for it too. Yeah, I can't remember what they said. They said it was like the, the like the music. caboose or something. Yeah, and then they're like, and they even referred to it again. They were like, and then there was another caboose later, and I'm like, what the yeah, fuck's like, a caboose? I don't. I'm like, I've never heard this word before. I don't know if this is just like you guys doing your weird speak or yeah, not exactly a clue. I mean, I, I I I'm not gonna go back and figure it out. I don't care. Yeah. 
so he got Roger got voted out of the band after like you know behaving poorly obviously yeah uh, and then Mike left the band about a month later uh, and then they released a Bibi Le Strange in 1980 yes which was like their like uh, mm-hmm. this is the first time that the Wilson sisters had like complete. 100% creative control. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't like it. No, it's a bad record. <laughs> yeah. It's a bad record. Also, at this point, uh, uh, Anne was like hopelessly in love with the drummer. Yeah. I forget like, his unre- name. Unrequited uh, Mike DeRossier. Yeah, and he in the interviews, he's like, he's like, I didn't see it at the time at all. And she, her stuff was kind of like... Oh my God, he was she, such a bonehead. Yeah, he looked like a maniac. Yeah, like kind of a Neanderthal man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But holy shit, what a drummer. Good God. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So yeah, Bebe Lestrange is not mm-hmm. not great although the single was kind of a kind of a jam what's the single i forget i think it was called baby lestrange They talk about being Baby Lestrange. <laughs> like that like it's like an alternate ego of theirs. Yeah, like um who are some good alter egos in, in rock? Oh, uh, Peter Gabriel's uh Oh, the Slipper Man? Slipper Man, yeah. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Oh, yeah, there's some other ones. Uh, Slipper Man. Doesn't <sighs> fuck, who cares? Beyonce goes by something crazy. Sasha Fierce. Oh yeah, Sasha Fierce, yeah. Gaga mm-hmm. goes by something else sometimes too. Was Joanne like an alter ego? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking of. There's a whole bunch of them, but I mean, of course they're not coming to my head right now. Yeah. Cause, uh, you know, my brain is like a melted pot of butter. Yeah. Essentially <laughs> just ready to be dipped into by the guys from Nantucket. Yeah, you got some lobster you want to put in my brain? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, this is like you know, we're going through a, a period where they're like changing members. They're releasing some greatest hits, lives albums. Um, they put out a private audition in 1982, which was the first album not produced by Mike Flicker. Oh, okay. I didn't know that either. Okay. Um, and then DeRossier and Fossen were fired from the band, um, replaced by Denny Carmassi and Mark Andes. And then they released passion work. So both like private audition and passion works are, kind of trash they're not good records yeah they're no, like total flops right? i got halfway through both of them i couldn't make it through the whole the whole thing yeah they're rough yeah well <laughs> you know that things are rough as we've been seeing by by covering all these bands like once like greatest hits start coming out mm-hmm. it's never a celebration no you know what i mean but it's also like it's like like hard is one of those bands too where you can see the pipeline between like the like hard rock into smooth rock thing sure, or sure. like you know where they have their like sort of alt, adult contempo renaissance in the 80s sure <laughs> yeah we're heading towards oh man <laughs> yep um so then they moved to Capitol Records, uh, and their first album for the label was simply titled Heart in 1985. Okay. Um, so they got this kind of like, people call it a glam metal makeover. Oh, yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Which I guess they just like were like, you know, going for the big hair, big makeup. Thing. They were also dressing them real sexy at this point, too. Oh, yeah. They're like, uh, you know corsets and flowing robes only <laughs> lots of lace <laughs> yeah 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 like uh kind of a like uh you know taking uh kate bush's babushka video and being like this is our our style icon here <laughs> yes exactly exactly <laughs> just this and how she was 
as I mean, I mean most people's style icon should be Kate Bush from the Babushka video. I mean, isn't that what all of fashion is really just based on? True. I've based my whole sense of fashion on uh, <laughs> the the back of that album where she's dressed as the bat. Yes. Oh, my God. Have you ever seen Kate Bush's uh, Christmas? Yes. It's a lot where she's just like, it's just all arms. And yeah, that but there's or whatever. Like, she does um she does the violins number with people that are dressed in full body violin costumes. Nope, nope, I've never seen that. <laughs> I'm only I I only saw when she's in like that like giant like the best way I can describe it is like a blanket I guess. Yeah, or, like, she robe. well she has like this like bat costume too that she's sure. wearing. Sure, like there's like a lot of costume changes. It's definitely worth watching from beginning to end. Okay, I will. I definitely will. <laughs> uh, anyways, yes, <laughs> tangents. <laughs> Um, so yeah, in this, uh, this album, um, they started to become like more shaped by like commercial pop music, what was happening at the time. And like, they have this huge success and they always talk about how it didn't feel like them, but like that they were just in the machine or whatever. But I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. This is my favorite period of heart. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so the album reached number one. It sold 5 million copies. What was the big single on that record? Launched four. Oh shit! Top ten hits. Okay. What about love? Yeah, great. Um, never. Yeah. These dreams. <laughs> <laughs> That's a jam. I fucking love these dreams. Yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah, so much. For sure. Um, and nothing at all. Yep. Okay. These dreams, I didn't realize they were all off the same record. Yeah, man. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. That's their like tango in the night. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. They're definitely um, tangoing into like mid eighties. <laughs> I also went on this like journey through Hearts eighties music videos, which are all like mm, chef's kiss, yeah, you know? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um the video for these dreams. Did you watch it? No. Oh my god. It's so good. Which one is that? Um it's so it was directed by Jeff Stein, who also directed Tom Petty's Don't Come Around Here No More. Yeah. Do you remember that video? Yeah. That's the one where he's the Mad Hatter. Yep. yep. Uh, it's like Alice in Wonderland themed, which is a great video. Yeah. And also Out of Touch by Hall & Oates. Hell yeah. You remember that one? Yeah. That's the one with the... Is that the one where they're running away from all the big shit? Yeah. They're like in a giant drum kit and then they get rolled over by the bass drum. Yep. Yep. And then they have to be like peeled off the floor and they're just like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, definitely. <laughs> I am going to do a slight aperitif. I'm going to de- derail us for a oh second. Oh my God, derailed. Because I also found out something from somebody on Instagram that sent me a uh, just a hot tip. Oh boy. Okay. And I have a surprise on the phone. Oh God. It's well worth it. Oh, low battery. I hope it doesn't cut out. No. Okay, so. I am dialing a phone number that I was given. Oh my god. It is one seven one nine. Wait, you're giving out the phone number? Oh yeah. Two six six two eight. <laughs> Sorry, it, it three seven. I'm calling it now. Hopefully. Welcome to Colin Notes. Your emergency hall and oats helpline. To hear one on one, please press one. To hear rich girl, please press two. To hear man eater, please press three. 
to hear privatize. Please press four. So, so this exists. <laughs> the Colin Oates uh, hotline. Oh my God! Yes. It was explained. Apparently, it was set up in like the eighties, and nobody ever shut it down. <laughs> right? Does it play the full song? So, like, there's a whole bunch of articles that are just like, yo, this still exists. You should call. And I was like, no way. And, like, the articles were from, like, 2011 or something. Uh-huh. And, like, yeah, apparently it was just set up if you just wanted, wanted to hear some hollow notes. Like, wow, I love it. Four options. And- I'm just imagining where the, like, phone exists for that for that number. I don't like- even know. My assumption is that there's that phone mm-hmm. is in the same room as, like, the uh, the, the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> the, right? You know what I mean? Like, like that bit, that thing yeah, at the end of like sit- Indiana Jones. Yeah, they're all just sitting in a room that has like a dropped ceiling and fluorescent lights. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like just protect this phone at all costs. Uh, anyways, I had to do that. So, um, that wow, yeah. weird, eh? Wow, yeah. Hmm. And the reason it took me so long is because the number is one seven one nine two six oats. And I forgot, to, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I forgot to write down the numbers. Um, so, yeah, these dreams is like, uh, at one point, um, gold gets poured into a mold and then, like, Nancy emerges from it. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. one? Yeah. She's, like, looking into this, like, reflective pool and her yeah, it's hair like the, is go- getting... the golden woman emerges from the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's just, like, all these, like, 80s ladies working in a forge. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Including Anne. Yeah. yeah. Anne is, like, a welder. Sure. Sure. Which, I mean, they took... She took that a little shitty. Not shitty. That, well, that's the wrong word. But you can she, see what, she was offended. Well, you can see what they did in a lot of those videos at the time, which was, like, they are really focused on nancy as being a full body and Anne as being just a face sure and a voice yeah yeah because i mean at this point you start to get into like the really shitty like and again like with the even the documentary there's a lot of like i mean i don't want to focus on this too much but like there's a lot like Anne's body changed a lot yeah you know what i mean and she she got for like she Got bigger, I guess. Yeah, like, which is totally say. normal for human bodies to change shape. Uh, obviously, <laughs> but the thing is, is that we, when you're a rock star, especially a female rock star, yeah, it's um, unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. Like which I think sucks so it's much. Fucking terrible. Yeah. And who was? What was? This? Uh, she had a heartbreaking quote where she was like, somebody said that there was a review where it's like the this former raven-haired siren has been replaced by a red-headed monster which is awful yeah it's fucking horrendous and it really yourself dude well that's the thing it fucked it fucked up ann wilson yeah she at this point you know was starting to have like for the first time in her whole fucking life like you know anxiety stage fright she was starting to have like you know like panic attacks on stage and like it was just and it was all because of just shitty people basically just fucking only focused on the way she looked compared to the way that she used to look right which is and just hor- being like how dare you change your like allow your body to change so we can't like consume you as a sexual object anymore 100 percent, and it was fucking heartbreaking because she'd be saying like you know like no matter how much i went out on stage and no matter how much i gave on stage and no matter how pure and how passionate it was it was like no matter what it always came back to like you're not skinny anymore yeah which is a, a huge fucking problem yeah and that's it's even something that we we, we we're still there you know oh, what yeah, I mean? it persists and i think it like it, it goes both ways too like there's a lot of stuff 
um, you know, if we see, um, like, especially, like, women who are in the public eye who, like, lose or gain weight. Sure. And it becomes, like, a news item. Well, like, look, 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 uh, like, like Adele. I know. Like, big thing. Like, like half of the Adele stuff is, like, she can still sing even though she lost all the weight. It's like, well, it's yeah, like, fuck, of course fuck? she can. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a Melissa McCarthy quote, maybe, that was, like, um, where she says, like, the least interesting thing that you can do as a human is lose or gain weight. Yeah. And that she doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. And that's all people want to talk about. And like, get the fuck over it. Like, yeah, for sure. Who cares? Yeah. At least now we have people, <laughs> you know, at least, at least you read that article. Whereas before, like that article wouldn't even have been published. No, it right? would have been like, so, yeah, like, yeah. So yeah. Anyways, anyways don't want to concentrate on it too much, but it was a big part of heart. Yeah. At and one it, point. like, it definitely changed the way that their image was and everything. So mm -hmm. Uh, and I think they both sort of, like, suffered a lot, like, especially being, like, made as visual objects as part of the band. They both suffered a lot of, like, you know, mental turmoil from what that does to you as a well, woman. Well, of course. So. <laughs> and even just the, the arena that they that they walked into. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they didn't walk into, like, a quote-unquote, like, pop arena. They came into a rock arena. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's them. Like, you know, like, there's always... It, it's synonymous with heart is the fact that they're two women that can rock the fuck out yeah and they kind of paved the way too for like women to show up in the rock arena 100 percent. So. i mean between people like them and like you know like joan jett or you know I yeah mean, like a plethora i think of others, i think but... the like the runaways too like wouldn't be a thing without heart being there prior to them sure you know? no i i mean i i agree and it's like it's it's really neat like with heart because like they were like like i put heart on the same amount of like like you know like for lack of a really shitty uh, kind of masculine term, but like on like the like like the cock rock side of it all, you know what I mean? Like yeah, they're totally. they're just as fucking ballsy as say like fucking uh, like Led Zeppelin. Yeah, you know what I mean. In fact, a lot of the times they sound heavier than Led Zeppelin. Yeah, and you know like so it's uh there's a few times they cover Led Zeppelin songs, and I think they did actually they worked with John Paul Jones on something. I can't remember. I think I read that too, but I can't remember yeah. what it was. But yeah, like they're they're a like a force to be reckoned with, yeah. and they were um still are um yeah there's a lot there it's not it's great yeah. yeah i think even in the like the alone video which is like my favorite yeah heart video <laughs> that's a great by video. far <laughs> just like so much hair like just like it's like you could you could sort of like superimpose that on top of a like um what's the band that does the like come on feel the noise Oh, uh, girls rocking. Yeah. Poison? Is that poison? I, no, I don't think so. Oh, damn. God damn it. Mom, mom, mom. <laughs> what is that band? Is that is that Twisted Sister? Is it Motley Crue? I think it's Twisted Sister. No, it's not Twisted Sister. 100% really? not Twisted Okay, I, I, fuck it. I'm looking it up. <laughs> uh, come on, feel the noise? Yeah. Is it Quiet Riot? Maybe Quiet Riot. Oh, my right? God. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're into, like, 80s turn, like, shit that I can't. Okay, uh, come on, feel the noise. Uh, We can cut this down. Oh, fuck. Oh, what? it's... Mm. Who is it? It's Quiet Riot. Oh, you win. Nice. And it's also noises with a Z. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> of course. But, like, that, that amount of hair, that amount of hair movement, that amount of sort of just sure. sort of, like in general just like clouds of hair moving about <laughs> yeah that's that's especially watching nancy wilson at that point because oh nancy wilson was like a tiny tiny person yeah and, and just, just like, her hair and uh, it's you know it's like blazing red it's amazing yeah, like, yeah i love i love all the like high kicks all the like 
you know, slow bang with the hair and then just like the fire, all the pyrotechnics. It's, it's so good. And the balconies of it all. Yes. Yeah. Until now, <laughs> I always go by on my own. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best things to do is actually just like enter a room and start singing alone. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they're like i uh, what yeah <laughs> excuse me <laughs> like kick a door in and start singing just like the bridge of what's the, the next line i never knew something till i met you um i never really cared until i That's met it. you yeah mm -hmm. just kick down the door with that but now it chills me to the bone <laughs> <laughs> amazing um so yeah uh I love 80s Heart. <laughs> Me too. 80s Heart is my 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 favorite heart. Like they once played at the uh, at the the venue that I used to work at, and I always always regret not going to see it. Damn. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. well, I think they're I think they're still playing now. There's a chance we go see Heart. Yeah, we could probably go see them. Yeah, I think this summer is going to be the summer of classic rock tours. I mean, we are definitely going to see Gowan in Peterborough. We, I, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down to see Gowan. <laughs> No, we will. I wonder if we could get in his press. Uh, my sister thinks she might have a holy hookup. Fuck. We can meet Gowan. <laughs> can we have Gowan on the show? Jordan, who I spoke to about Gowan, yeah. has a family connection to Gowan. Jordan, so get us on. <laughs> get, please. Please. I would love to meet Gowan. I will wear leather pants to see Gowan. <laughs> there was that one day where I came into the box office and I looked down the hall and gowan was sitting there talking to the manager sure and uh um and uh john mcdermott's dog was just wandering around and i was like what's happening here today it's a good day <laughs> it's a great day i will i will wear leather pants and a blouse to go see gowan if we i will gowan. stand on the top of a cigarette <laughs> perfect perfect we have our plan okay we're going to see gowan All do right. we know the date uh it's july 2nd fuck i might not be here no uh i mm, that, uh, there's a wedding back home that I have to be at, but I think that's mid-July. Fuck those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, around this time, Nancy meets and marries. Do you know who she married? Cameron Crowe. Yeah, yeah. that's her Crowe connection. Ah, uh, that's the Crowe connection. <laughs> okay. Sure. Not, not your Crowe, but a Crowe. Yeah. No, he's a Crowe. Yeah. Sure. Um, so they're, and they stayed together until like 2008. They yeah. Had, yeah. They were together for a long time. She yeah. was totally smitten with him when she yeah. met him. They had twin boys together. She also scored a bunch of his films. Like she scored Vanilla Sky, yep. Jerry Maguire and yep. Almost Famous. So. Yeah. Was this around the time when she put out the solo record too? I think so. She started maybe, um, well they did, they did a few more heart albums. Okay. Yeah. So sure. they did like, um, Bad Animals in 1987. Which is great. Um, which, uh, that's when they did alone yep. is from that album. Um, and that's like their most successful song spending three weeks at number one on the hot 100 billboard while also hitting number two on the adult contemporary chart and number three on the mainstream 
um, rock chart. Remember when there used to be so many different charts? Like, why? Right? Is there still charts? I don't even know anymore. Who cares? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> if there are charts, it's probably like a bunch of shit where you're just like, what is this? And it's yeah. just like weird, like bleeps and bloops, like TikTok music or something. I don't yeah, know. <laughs> oh, shit. Little ding dongs on the chart. <laughs> 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 the one thing I've been noticing in hip hop is like the hip hop names are so funny now. Yeah, they're good. There's like some guy named like like NBA Youngboy. Yeah. And then I also saw the other day that there's now a guy named NCAA Youngboy. <laughs> like, what is this? Like, That's a good one. That's a, a good great one. name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was a very popular album. They did 1990s Brigade. Um, this is the point at which this is when it starts to just we're we're heading we're heading downhill, right? Like, I mean, they had three hits off that one, which was "Stranded," "I Didn't Need," "I Didn't Want to Need You," and then the lead signal, signal, <laughs> oh God, single, still single. All I want to do is make love to you. Yeah, such a good song. All I want to do is make love to you. One so- night of love. It's all we knew. <laughs> Perfect. That's such a good song, though. It's a good song. Yeah. yeah very 90s. Yeah. That's a, super that's 90s. a driving around smoking with the windows up song yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> falls into that genre. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, and then the rest is them doing solo stuff and releasing a shit ton of new albums but like honestly it's just like you know this is then they're in the stuff that i don't care about um yeah honestly i mean it's like i listened to it but it just like all came back it just it's just wallpaper honestly yeah yeah it was too much yeah Yeah. um like it's like well i'm glad i'm great you have an outlet to make your music but i just don't want to listen to it sure i mean that happens (laughs) to like i'd say almost exclusively all of these bands yeah yeah. it's just like you know for the most part 90s and you're just like "Mm." you're like okay yeah. 90s hollow notes Woo. yeah no thank Something. you very much <laughs> <laughs> anyways there's the other the only other thing is apparently there's been a biopic in the works for them for a few Ooh. years now cool which, okay uh, carrie brownstein of slater kinney is like directing writing it oh shit so cool well, that could be that could be great yeah huh. could be good could be good. Could be good. Could, could be a good one. Could be a good one. Could be a good one. Okay. Uh, cool. So that's Heart. That's Heart. I can't think of anything else to talk about with Heart. Well, we have to talk about our top fives and our bottom twos, you ding. Of course we do. Our soft <laughs> focus, you mean. And yes. we also have a name for the bottom twos now. Yeah. yeah. So uh, Alana Sproul came up with a good name for um, the bottom twos, which is hard misses. Hard misses. All right. <laughs> so we got our soft focus and our hard misses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who wants to go first? You go first. Sweet. Uh, top five. First, I got Little Queen. Now you're home. Yeah, it's a that good song's song. so good. Yeah. I just like the groove of it. Yeah, it's real good. Really nice. Yeah. Alone. Obviously. Of course. Obviously. Yeah. Um, Crazy on You. Oh, song. so good. Song's so good. Like, Crazy on You is such a good song. Like, it makes me angry. I just want to, like, like rip everything off the wall and be like, bah! Sure, sure. <laughs> and also, like, do you know, did you ever watch, um, 
the virgin suicides. Yep. It's been a while. But that yeah. great scene where she's like, it's like uh, <laughs> Josh Hartnett's character is like in the car. No, I can't remember it. You honestly. can't remember that? It's like, that's like the scene where she's like, she goes back into the house. Kristen Dunst goes into the house and then like you hear the beginning of Crazy on You start, but like it's like such a long intro that like it looks like nothing's happening. Sure. And then like just as the guitar is kicking in, she like runs out from the house and like starts making out with him hard. Oh, yes. It's yes. I definitely remember that. I haven't good. seen that movie since I was like probably what, 20? Yeah. Like, I mean, 18? it's not really a rewatch. <laughs> no. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a one time watch. Sure. Fair. Fair. Uh, Mistral Wind. don't even know that that's song. the last i sent it to you the other day it's the last song off of dog and butterfly oh i didn't listen to it perfect <laughs> um i like and describe is that the guitars just sound evil like it starts out sounding evil like guitars? it's amazing like the right they're weirdly dissonant like it just like like it, especially listening to like all the music like in succession uh-huh. every once in a while a song will just take you out of it yeah. and you're just like oh this is very different and i was like oh i actually really like this song like <laughs> the start of it sounds like um almost like like alice in chains guitar like acoustic <laughs> i was like what the fuck is this also the guy from alice in chains eventually joined the band the bass yeah player. yeah he does yeah yeah because yeah. i was watching the behind the music and i was like why the fuck are they getting jerry cantrell's opinion on this <laughs> it's like why is he here then i was like oh okay wasn't Couldn't... there a moment where wasn't Chris Cornell in that? Yeah, like the very first, but just only for a second. For a second. And I was like, Chris Cornell, what the fuck? Yeah, it's literally just like <laughs> short haired Chris Cornell just going, yeah, they can really rock out. And then that was it. That was it. It just never like, showed him again. They just have him on retainer for like behind the music. For sure. Like, Let's get Chris Cornell's opinion yeah, on this Yeah, or they band. just like ambushed him backstage and were like, tell us about Hart. It's <laughs> <Okay. That's> weird. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Mr. Wind is a pretty good song. Okay. I, I liked it. It's it's uh, very strange. I'm just thinking about how much I hate Chris Cornell. Sorry, continue. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, and then another one that like took me out uh, and I liked it a lot was the song Bad Animal. From Bad Animal. Oh. That song is great. You're just like, I was like, what is this? This, ooh, la, la. How does, Art. It, how does it compare to Strange Animal? Uh, <laughs> less leather pants. Maybe same amount of leather same pants. Same amount of leather pants, probably. Um, I, 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 There's a lot of keyboard. Um, <laughs> I would say they're probably the same song. Hmm. Yeah. Our, con- controversial opinion. Sure. Are Gowan and Hart the same band they could be <laughs> is gowan both nancy and ann wilson combined into one person a la dragon ball z style <laughs> i kind of think like so when they do the fusion yeah 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 or like Maybe. an animorphs thing where he just like morphs, animorphs. He morphs separately into ann and nancy wilson and then morphs back into back gowan. into gowan yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think we're uncovering a conspiracy here whoa sure this is a hot topic you guys it's a hot topic <laughs> uh and that's my five that's my top five okay great i love it um, we don't have a huge amount of overlap, actually. Cool. Um, so top five, number one, Dreamboat Annie. 
Always love that song. Great song. Fucking Wonderful. The it's live version, I'm telling you, you have to listen to that song. They did the whole it. album live. It's great. I'm just like a sucker for um, a song that has like a little bit of like um, field recording in it too, you know? Sure. Yeah. Big <laughs> fan of that. Yeah, and like a real short and sweet little number, you know? Yep. Yeah. It's a good song. <laughs> um, Crazy on You. Yeah. Wonderful. Like best intro of all time. Like yep. such a dynamic use of like Anne's voice and Nancy's guitar. Like... You know the 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 part in it where she says, "I was a willow last night in a dream." Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> and bent down over a clear <laughs> running stream, <laughs> and then she says, "And you kept me alive with your sweet flowing love." <laughs> it's just like you cannot be like not in love with her at that moment. No, you can't. It's, it's, it's like the best thing that you've ever heard crazy on you is a fantastic song i will never get sick of that song no same i'd put that like probably up in like one of the best songs of all time yeah it's a great song because it's like like it's definitely like it's super played on like classic rock radio and everything like that and i know like uh, there's definitely songs where i've said like i never need to hear it again sure but like i've heard crazy on you as many times as those songs sure and i will never get sick of it no part of it is also like i have a preference towards like hearing a female vocalist over a male vocalist any day of the week okay but, uh, yeah, also just, like, fucking Ann Wilson rules. Yeah. No, it's it's definitely, like, a, a tour de force of, of both of the, the Wilson sisters. Yeah. Like. Um, and then uh, number three is Alone. Yeah, that's a, just a jam. Yeah. Find me any day of the week just singing alone. <laughs> Kicking down doors. <laughs> yeah. <okay. laughs> that's just, that's my personality now. It's just like every yeah. room I enter, I kick it down and I sing. Start to Until sing. now, I always got by on my own. <laughs> it's just like, oh, Stacy's here. Yeah. Again. <laughs> um, these dreams. Yeah, yeah. Great song. These dreams. I don't really know the words. Sure. Every second. Oh, I can't even think of the words. I don't know. Perfect. Flawless. And then my number five is All I Want to Do is Make Love to You. Yeah. Oh, man. That's such a good song. such a good song. And it reminds me very fondly of my. at the box office I worked at of my old supervisor who used to sing that like to me (laughs) just like sounds troubling no it was amazing (laughs) like start to finish just like sit there and lock eyes with me and sing me that song (laughs) (laughs) perfect Um. (laughs) I love it too because it's also like there was a thing that I found that they were like um um that there was controversy over that song because that was the feeling of whether or not it encouraged women to endanger themselves by picking up hitchhikers. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? What? Like, so women were just going to be like, oh, that's a great idea. I'll just pick up some handsome hitchhiker and have his baby. Sure. Yeah. I mean, what? That's what the song is about. <laughs> True. But I mean, the shit that people have to go through. Is- <laughs> I know. Like, if you're just a woman, like, and the way in which, like, that particular song, like, compare that to any fucking song written by a man. True. Right? Yeah. No, of course. Yeah, like I, I Led Zeppelin's whole fucking catalog. Yeah. 
which is you know or like uh like the band motley Crue, who are celebrated for their fucking yeah like you know anytime you hear about motley Crue, it's like yeah they fucked anything that moved yay like yeah. it's like yeah cool like, dudes yeah come on. these guys write a song about like fantasy hitchhiking and it's like oh yeah yeah anyway. she just wants to be a single parent which is fine yeah she just wanted a baby all that she wants is another baby she's gone tomorrow all that she wants is another baby that's my favorite part (laughs) oh man did you know they have like uh apparently like a weird like white supremacy thing going down yeah i got uh ace of bass rune for me oh damn it yeah apparently there was two dudes that did all the music and one of them just like straight up is a white supremacist now yeah they've clapped in they've (laughs) they've super clapped in <laughs> All of Dragon Ball Z again. Yeah. It's like can go both ways, yeah, good or like, bad. <laughs> super Clapton. <laughs> just picturing Eric Clapton with like spiky blonde hair just going, Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Clapton. Uh, okay, what are your bottom two? Uh Language of Love. That's off of uh, Beautiful Broken. Oh, God, that album. Yeah, from 2016. Yeah, Language of Love is rough. Yeah. And then another one. Did you ever hear the album? Oh, no, sorry, that's not. Oh, yeah, Beautiful Broken was 2016. Uh Did you ever hear Boot Full of Beer? Don't you think the occasion calls for a great big boot full of beer? It gets a little. You know, I clocked that, and I was like, I don't think I'm ready for this. Full of beer. Sucks. (laughs) That's from their album, Red Velvet Car. Oh, God, that album. Yeah, dude. It's like, woof. It's not even from the, it's a bonus track. I was like, I was like, what are the bonus tracks from Red Velvet Car? What is the the benefit of this additional track to me? Uh, (laughs) It gave me something to put into my bottom, too. Yeah, I guess so. Um, Yeah, it's just about drinking a boot full of beer gross yeah it's not good <laughs> there used to be at one of the flower shops that i worked for there used to be a delivery driver that they called um p boot uh what hmm? was his name p boot randy pardon P-boot me rudy what? why p boot rudy yeah because he peed in his boot apparently like he, what, he when what was a, the context because i guess he was doing too many deliveries and he had to pee in a bottle and then he just put it in a boot Hold on, uh, you put the bottle in the boot or put the, just peed straight into know. the boot? What you, put the pee in the bottle and the bottle in the boot. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. What you need to know about flower delivery drivers is that they are all the craziest people you've ever met. Sure, I mean, if pee boot Rudy is anything. Pee boot Rudy. Yeah. Okay, sure. Sorry if you're listening, Rudy. You're weird. <laughs> Do you know what? He's not. <laughs> I guarantee you he's not. No, he's definitely not. He might be dead. <laughs> oh, people Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So my bottom two. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Hook me up. Um, I, uh, there's no shortage of bad heart songs. Like, no. don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love heart, but like, you know, they had a lot of albums since 
they wrote all i want to do is make love to you and sure. uh, uh none of them were good <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the song beautiful broken i was just sort of like oh this album looks like it might be bad he turned on the song and i was like oh nope Hard no. <laughs> Can't do it. Yep, for sure. That um, album cover is also atrocious. I looked at it for so long, I was so confused by the end, and I still couldn't like fucking figure it out. I was just like... It's got to be done by one of their kids. Or I guess so. I don't like, know. That's a bad record cover. It was cover. real bad. Yeah. Uh, and then um, a song called WTF. Red Velvet Car. I knew you were going to like that song. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to choose this one, but I think Al's really going to be like, I like this one. <laughs> I kind of did. <laughs> I couldn't. I just couldn't with it. Sure. I'm, I'm a fan of just any time. What year was that? Like 2012? Yeah, or like 2010 or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Just throwing like a WTF out or like an OMG. Yeah. So good. Yeah. We're hip. Hey, fellow kids. Hey, we can use the acronyms of the day. Okay, fine. Great. What I do wonder, though, is like, you know, we have bands like Heart or like Chicago or even like Fleetwood Mac at a time where they just had these like really awesomely designed logos. Like, who is, who are these graphic designers? I don't know. Are you talking about the Heart one where it's like, it's kind of like the, like the symbol for female, but it's made out of two hearts? Is that what you're talking about? No, the one that's just, it just says heart and it's got like, it's like all swoopy and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, like their classic logo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that logo rules. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's doing that. I bet you it's somebody. <laughs> I mean, I bet you like, it's probably like. I bet like, you it's somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it's designed by stuff. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, we better get on the Spadina bus and get out of here. <laughs> it's true. Uh, this is NCAA Young Boys signing out. <laughs> this is these dreams. <laughs> oh, I forgot to ask. What? Got any onion news? No. Perfect. Oh, wait. Here's the Enya news. Enya's still a recluse living in a castle in Ireland. We're going to cut this. <laughs> Bye. Bye.